Peace. Welcome back to the Body and Philosophy Podcast. I'm your host, Reed Peters, here with my good, close, personal friend, brother, comrade, acquaintance to friends, Adila Martinez and Reed Peters story. Known about this guy years before we were friends. Came down and stayed at my house because he was friends with my roommate sophomore year. Dapped me up. You were on the couch. I yep. distinctly remember it. Isn't that interesting how relationships change like that? You were just like, we were just, what up? Just yep. Didn't know that in that moment that a few years later, we'd be like always together. I had <laughs> no idea that that was going to be the case. It's weird. Yeah, that's wild. So anyway, yeah, Martina's back on the uh, podcast. We talked. You know what it is. You already know what it is. Gorilla roast, back on. That's an inside joke. Um, so you we already talked about it a lot, man. But you know, a couple takeaways from LA. What are a couple big time takeaways? Yeah. So uh, Brooke and I just went on a trip to Los Angeles and stayed with my aunt and uncle out there. Brooks's wife. <clears throat> yes, and. Uh, Takeaways, like, kind of like I told you, like, it's so easy to get caught up in worldly stuff out there. Right. Everyone, there's just so, especially, we were staying in Hollywood, and especially in the area that we were staying in, there was a lot of money and just awesome stuff. Mm. And everything was really shiny. And I like shiny. Yeah. So it was super easy to be like, okay, I need to go back and how can I start to accumulate <laughs> some of this stuff. And it was just, That's we were there so for funny, like dude. five days. Yeah. And like on day three, I'm like, I need a Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting whiplash looking at all these cars. It took 60 hours for you to be convinced that you need a Tesla. When you have a totally fine working sable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was a takeaway. Yeah. <clears throat> Another takeaway is a lot of people like in the Midwest are like, was that somebody knocking on the door to tell us to shut up? It is the first floor of the library. Yeah, no. If they yeah. have the audacity to do that, come to the door. We're going to have to box. It's going to turn into the, the boxing cast. <laughs> the box. The body cast, the, for real. The Scotty <laughs> Too Hotty cast. All right, continue. Anyway. Yeah. Um, people in the Midwest kind of complain about the weather here. Yeah. Especially in this time of year where stuff starts to get cold and the snow starts flying. Well... If you go to the East Coast and down to Florida and into Texas and all that areas, you have hurricanes, yeah. water tornadoes. Yeah. If you go a little bit south where it's flat, you got land tornadoes. <laughs> Conventional, Conventional tornadoes. tornadoes. Yeah. And if you go to where Brooke and I were just, just were in Los Angeles, Angeles, you got fire. There's fire. The whole state's on fire. We yeah. went to Venice Beach. And ash was raining on us from Malibu. Wow. So, like, we, we're doing pretty good in the Midwest. Yeah, you know, wrap, bundle up, you know, keep up to date on your electricity bill. And yeah. you, you have a pretty good existence, you know. Yeah. You're not having to worry about flames taking your house. Right. All it, of these celebrities' houses burned down. And, like, it just goes to show you that no matter what your status is, like... The universe kind of doesn't care. If right, you know what I mean. If you invest too much stock into earthly desires and pleasures and fulfillment, you'll get checked. You'll get checked against the glass. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, man. Because yeah. I, I hear you. I've I've been on vacation before. Like I've gone down to Florida. I've gone down to 
was in Cali for a second. I've been to Vegas. Mm-hmm. You know, just going to these sorts of places and seeing wealth, seeing money, seeing fast-moving society, just sexy, glamorous society. You're just like, how easy is it for... It, at start at the starting, it's like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Day two, you're waking up, getting breakfast, like, how can I make this my reality? Yeah. Day three, you wake up, you're like, this is my new life. <laughs> <laughs> just acting totally bougie. Just a white robe. <laughs> oh, mind you, uh, everything was fine here in Minnesota. I know most of the viewers are from Minnesota, but everything was fine here in good old southern Minnesota. Um, spring-like weather. There would be a chilly day here and there. Dylan and Brooke leave to L.A. The night they leave, it... Starts downfalling with snow yeah. the next day. It's snowy, icy, and for whatever reason, your your friend Reed is. I can, like to consider myself relatively athletically inclined, but for whatever reason, when the when stuff starts to freeze over, your boy has a hard time staying on two feet. If you know what I mean. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I slip and fall on ice a lot, compared to most people, and I feel like that shouldn't be the case, but it is. That's a heavy fall, man. Top heavy. Yeah. We learned this when uh, Newton's law took over, and you oh. fell out of the tree. Oh, with the body cast? With the body cast. Yeah. Did you fall Did, while I, t- I was gone? Uh, no, I had a couple close calls, like mm. Bambi legs slipping all over the ice, but for the most part, I was I was maintaining. Dude, that's hilarious. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, no, a quick update with the uh, uh, the injury and everything like that. It's been a couple months, I think exactly two months now since I hurt my shoulder. Mm. Really interesting what happened, guys. So I hurt my shoulder real bad. Sprained AC joint, whatever you want to call it, bruised clavicle. Couldn't do a lot of lifting. So I took 10 days completely off of lifting. Not even doing legs. Just completely off of resistance training. A neurological reset. Started reintroduced doing legs like three times a week. Then I continued to stretch it out to a month where I didn't even touch my chest. You know, darn near five weeks before I did really anything mm. chest related whatsoever. The day I came back to do chest, remember? Mm-hmm. I got 225 like 10 times. Yeah. And before I could do 225 like 25 times. Yeah. The next chest day, I got it, I think, 22 times. Yeah. And I've been doing chest now since it's been healthy, mm. like the last month. I've been doing it twice a week. And something about the neurological reset completely resetting my just my whole shoulder girdle, not really yep. using chest or shoulders, which mm. just get grinded up because you're yeah. always activating your chest and shoulders when you're doing back, when you're doing buys, tries. Like you're yeah. just always using those muscles. Completely resetting that. And what's came from it is like before I hurt my shoulder, I could do 315 four times. Now I can do it seven. I can do 225. I don't even know. I haven't really even tested it, but we should do that. I'm, dude, hopefully close to 30. So. Something about because I haven't taken a month off from doing a body part, specifically chest, yeah, since I started lifting six years ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what your knowledge is when it comes to neurological resets, but for all you plateau guys, all you oh, I'm trying this and trying this and switching the stimulus and Maybe eating stop. and sleeping and working chest three times a week, you're, you're absolutely right, Dylan. Maybe just stop, yeah, for a little bit, see what that feels like. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you want to keep us up to date with what you got going on with the with the vert program? Oh yeah, I just got done doing a month long vertical jump explosiveness program. Uh, it was four weeks, two workouts a week, 
on uh, what was the split uh, Monday and Wednesday, mm-hmm. and just a lot of different movements that you don't normally do. Just kind of shock your system. Yeah. Um, and the goal was to increase the vertical jump, and that's what we did. Um, mine went up four inches. Justin's, who did it with me, he has went up uh, three inches. Mm. And in a month, that kind of increase in vertical is kind of crazy. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And especially for two guys who have been doing athletic stuff their whole life. Yeah. It's you not like you mean? just started working out for the first time. Right. And that my my goal with the program was to do as many different kind of movements throughout the program as possible um and I think that was the key so it was a lot of like different kinds of plyometrics like plyometrics that like really push yourself like um Eric Weigel is one of the strength coaches at Winona State was like watching us do it and he's like you're doing a lot of really advanced movements like well yeah we've been doing pretty basic stuff our whole life right like this is the only way that we're going to really get exponential growth is to do stuff that our body has never done before yeah for sure. So, and that shocked you into gaining four inches of vert. Yeah, yeah. So like before, I could stand under the rim, and like straight jump and like tap the rim. Yeah. And now I can stand under it, jump up, grab it, hang. Just a clear difference. Yeah. And that, that this also this is a good lesson, for, like making specific goals in weight training. Yeah. Like I want a stronger bench. Okay, let's make an entire program for six. To eight weeks, mm-hmm. six to ten weeks, yeah, strictly to get your bench bigger. Mm-hmm. I want to jump higher. Let's, Let's do that. totally focus on that for the next month. And that's what I thought was so cool about what you guys were doing is it wasn't like an all-encompassing. Like you wouldn't give necessarily. That wouldn't be the ideal program to keep repeating. No, for somebody who's in a sport like in football. Yeah, right. But for someone who just wants to increase their vertical. Which it could be a piece of the off season for some basketball players. Right. If they want to take a month to really focus on the vertical, that is such an amazing thing that you guys found. Was like, all right, let's do that then. You know. So I th- I guess being narrow with training is a good way to yield results instead of like, oh, I really want to flatten my stomach out. And, yeah. But gain muscle, but get skinnier and get bigger shoulders yeah. and kind of I want to be more athletic and. You know, I'm going to start the keto diet, and also yeah. I'm going to be intermittent fasting, and then I'm good, just doing 150 different things. Yeah. Like, da, da, da. Do one thing, and let's mm-hmm. get one result. Yep. And then when you get that result, pick something new. Right. And now you have that in the memory bank, so if you want to break that out again, you can. Yeah. It's just like progressively building. Yeah, exactly. Don't chase more than one rabbit. Yeah. Because you won't sure. catch either. Right, and that kind of merges in another thing I was talking about with uh, with things like recovery. Like I, I've witnessed a lot of times where people will be complaining to me about a specific injury they have, mm-hmm. and I've, I mean, we, we play football. We've been injured a lot. We spent tons of time in training rooms, like hundreds of hours in training rooms around people with their advanced degrees, masters and PhDs, yeah. and exercise science. Your dad's exercise science. Both your parents have exercise science degrees. Your dad's a PhD. Right, but even just with conventional athletes, you're always spending time in that environment with mm-hmm. scholars who are telling you about the body, right? You're having injuries, and then you're nursing them through. They tell you everything you need to know about your hip injury and what you need to do to heal it. So that is a form of education that's so much more hands-on than you could ever get in a classroom. Mm-hmm. So we have, like me and you, 
guys who guys and girls who've been involved in sports, been involved in having a lot of injuries, like we've been exposed to how to navigate and deal with different sorts of injuries. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of times where uh, people have been co- who approach me, and I, I'm assuming them approaching me and talking about their injury is kind of looking for maybe yeah. an arrow in some kind of direction because they might be hopeless. Lord mm-hmm. knows I do. I'll come into Eddie Hodges, shout out to Eddie Hodges, and just be like, oh, my back, my back. <laughs> and then hopefully he just tells me everything he knows about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm assuming that's what people do. A lot of times they'll get to complaining about it. Like, oh, yeah, my PT told me this and that. And I'll be like, well, did you try um, uh, this sort of, yeah, yeah, no, we did that, we did that. Oh, did you try rolling out? They, they cut me off. Yeah, I tried foam rolling. Then I go, no, no, no. Did you try rolling it out with like a lacrosse ball and breaking yeah. it, breaking everything up in there? And when they did try it, did you do it twice a day for a month straight? You know, or did you just, yeah, no, I did that. And there's a big difference between doing something Monday, Wednesday, and then like Saturday or Sunday for yeah. a week and being like, oh, that doesn't work. Exactly. And then really committing to a vertical program, so to speak, mm-hmm. or really committing to a form of rehab yeah. to try to yield some results. <clears throat> yeah. I think that is so telling, like, people's non-stick-to-itiveness. Oh, yeah. You know um, what I mean? Trademark word of Dylan, by the way. Yeah. Stick-to-itiveness. Um, part of the reason I wanted to do the vertical jump program was, one, I wanted to get, obviously, a higher vertical jump, yeah. but two, like... I wanted to actually do something and like that I was that I said I was gonna do. Um and not just like make it, but like make it, do it, stick to it, videotape everything, put together a package, and like like the whole shebang. Yeah. And like so we did it. We said we were gonna do it, we did it. Mm-hmm. And that goes with recovery too. Like oh, or anything. Like if you're gonna goodness. say you're gonna do something to better yourself and it doesn't work. Like, really look at yourself and be like, how much effort did I give this? Yeah. And should I be upset at the results based on my effort? What should I be upset at? Right. Yeah, exactly. Should I be upset at the methods or should I be upset at my implication? With your, yeah, what you're applying to it. Now, it's interesting because we both, we've, <laughs> we've both been on both sides of that, though. You know, like, we both... I guess I can easily speak for myself on this one. I've definitely been on both sides of that. Yeah. Or I've been like, no, I've tried that. It doesn't work. And then I see so many people get results of something. And yeah. I'm like, did I really try it? Or did I do it for three days? Yeah, exactly. Dude, the biggest thing is gaining weight. Right. I remember growing up. I played football at Duluth as a true freshman at 162 at corner. 165 on a heavy day. Yeah. And I remember always saying, I just can't gain weight. I just can't gain weight. You know how many so people many say people that. So many people say that and they just shut it off. Yeah, they I can't just gain shut weight. it off. Try eating till you want to puke every day. Every day, three times a day. Yeah. I did the same thing my freshman year, dude. I would go to the calf morning, afternoon, and night, mm. and eat. Literally push my body to its physical limitations. Anybody who played with me can co-sign this. And there was three times I remember specifically throwing up. Yeah, like on the ground at the calf, I threw up one time. Yeah. Like, honestly, pushing to that threshold three times a day, and then your your stomach's going to expand, eventually you will start to gain weight. But are you willing to... There is a way you can do it. It might not be easy. It might be harder for you compared to other people, but there's a way you can do it. Yeah. And you did it. You got up to 190. Mm-hmm. I did it. You know, it's like... We are fast metabolism guys. Yeah. It works. Food works. Food works, man. Especially if you set out a plan, because I had Brooks set out a plan, and we stuck to it. You went, yeah, you went balls to the wall with it, so to speak. Like, you actually... He would shout out to Brooks. He, a big time shout out to Brooks. Just in general. Yeah. 
Cool. Um, dude, yeah, let's, you got to go to class? Yeah, I do. Let's quick merge in yep. open line of crowds to do. Yes. Sorry for the short cast to get this week, guys. We'll come That's with, good, though. This Yeah, that was great. We'll come with some heat next week. We need to get Eddie on here. We need to get Dylan Geiger on here. We need Brooke. to get Brooke on here. We need to get Landon back on here. There's, We will. I hope you would it. All right. What would Landon Crosley do? Actually, do? Er, 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 quick shout out to our sponsors. Um, one of them is uh, Reed Peters Body and Philosophy. Mm. <laughs> Got to do that sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, <laughs> I will be posting a video and things uh, of that nature this week uh, to start to market some programs. All semester, I've been working more on programming than I've been working on schoolwork. Um, I have three different sorts of programs. One is for bulking up. They're all 10-week programs. One's for bulking up. One's for uh, beginners who really want to start to trim. You know, they want to trim down, get in shape, learn the ways of the weight room. And the third one is uh, hypertrophy explosiveness, which is for athletes off-season, right? That's for athletes that want to gain muscle, dense muscle, and they want that to be explosive and work for them. So um, you guys can... uh, you know, obviously, always hit me up for any questions or anything like that. But if you're really looking to take your health and fitness to the next level, these programs include nutrition, lifestyle plan, and a 10-week program to actually get out in the weight room. Um, and you can, I can help you out and walk you through every step of the way. Another thing I want to shout out, I can let Dylan plug this one. The vertical program that Dylan was just talking about is out and available. Dylan, you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, so the way we have it set up is we have videos for every day that just, they're like, a minute and a half long. All it is is how to do the movement, an explanation of why we're doing the movement in some cases. And then with that, you're going to get a uh, just a, like a PDF form, like day one, week one, here's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then the videos are going to correspond with it. And then also if you want to get a pretty dope sweatshirt with it, you can. Oh, yeah. um, the sweatshirt just says very simply Empower on the front mm-hmm. and silver lettering on a black backdrop. Um, cool little deal. Yeah. So we got stuff for you. Yeah. If you want to increase your vertical, if you're an athlete, off-season program, we got that. If you want to get into the weight room, maybe lose a little weight, we got you on that. Tone up. If you want to gain weight and get huge, we got you. Um, okay, moving on here. What would Landon Crosley do? What would he do? WWLCD. It's a little segment we do um, where we put Landon Crosley in tough ethical scenarios to see what he would do. Landon Crosley's not here, so it's more or less what would Dylan Martinez do. <laughs> Okay, so number one, you're you park in a street in Winona, you go to class. Mm-hmm. You don't want to park in the lots. You don't want to get a ticket, of course. No. I see the sable all the time parked in these situations. You come back to it and you're kind of boxed in. Yeah, you know, there's a way you can wiggle out of there without hitting anybody, but it's tough. Mm-hmm. You might be a little tired that day. You come back and you just tap somebody. Mm-hmm. Right, you tap the car. You don't see any kind of you know. There's no mark, but you definitely tap the car. Yeah. Nobody's around. Mm. What do you do? So I've had this happen. Oh, of course you have. And this is when I had the truck. So I have a big old hitch on the truck. Mm. So I back up. I hear it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I look around. No one. So I'm like, I look at the car. I'm like, that car looks sturdy. Mm. Zoop home. I get out. (laughs) Go around back to the truck. I've never told anybody this. Yeah. The license plate of the car that I hit was attached. No way! No way! (laughs) What? I was was like, "What do I do?" Yeah. And then I did something. What'd you do? I can't say. What'd you do? do? I'll tell you later. Okay. (laughs) 
Let's just say it wrecked the situation resolved itself and nothing bad came of it. Okay. We'll talk about that one. <laughs> that is unbelievable. All right, so we know we know exactly what uh, Dylan Martinez would do in that situation. Okay, two. Not proud of that scenario. Nope. Two. Someone's at church. You're in church. It's packed. Someone's next to you and they keep ripping behind. Mm. Farting, so to speak. I'm and moving. It, and it smells. It's packed. You're with your family, so you can't just independently get up and go. You're with like your five, six family yeah. members. It's packed in there. And they just keep letting it rip. You're like five minutes into the sermon. I'm moving. You're independently? Independently. Like going and standing in the back? Yes. For like 15 minutes and then I'll come back. Let it air out? Yeah. Are you, come back with like that. I just need to be alone for a second. Yeah. With God the energy. spirit was moving. Yeah. <laughs> kind of stuff. And then come back and just deal with it for the yeah. rest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, but I'm looking at him. Like, with just... Why? Parental energy. Yeah. Like, why energy? Yeah. Anyway. Inquiring energy. Yeah. Okay, third and final. You're in a public bathroom. You know, I, I, one reason or another this happens sometimes when you're going to go pee, mm-hmm. you know. It comes out a little... You know, it doesn't come out in the straight, narrow path that you want it to come off in. You know, who knows why? There's yeah. a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. And you get some on the seat. Now, before you got some on the seat, there's already mm. pee on the seat. Like, there's already stuff all yep. over. So you, you get a little bit, you know, you urinate on the seat a little bit. What do you do in that situation? Dude, I'm getting so much paper towel to cover your like a club on yeah. your hand yeah and I I would do that anyway like I usually like clean it in the first place really it's dirty yeah just looking out yeah and it's just disgusting like so you would yeah you're cleaning up other people's pee mm. wow <laughs> I fear you man cause I've been in that situation at somebody's house mm. like not even public I've been like went to somebody's house and there's pee all over the seat and like I you know might have sprayed a little bit. Yeah. And I'm looking at it like, I was taught to clean this up, but at the same time, I don't know how much I want to wipe up a bunch of other people's urine. But at some point, someone else is going to be in a situation of urine, and yeah. I don't want them to be in that situation on my account. That's a good look, man, but at the same time... I feel you. I feel you got your own house to clean up. Yeah. All right, that's a tough one. But we got what you... We, yeah, you had one really virtuous one, and then one not so virtuous. Yeah, hopefully it made up. <laughs> Oh, perfect. All right, cool. Well, Dylan, you out of here? Yeah, dude. I got to bust it to class. Yeah. I really don't want to go to this class. Dylan's got this three-hour night class. But we going. Oh, good looking. Yeah. Could have easily stole his fire mechanical pencil. Well, I'm going to tackle this uh, uh, what, uh, Bonnie Philosophy takeaway of the week. Do it. Absolutely. And I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, anything? Any closing words? Just if you if you say you're gonna do something, just do it. Yeah, that's the theme of the day. That's the theme of the day. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying my best to live that out, and I need to get better at it. Mm-hmm. And us that's ta- why it's the theme. Yeah, and us talking about it is you know we're saying it to ourselves more yeah. than anything. Exactly. I'm a man. All right, dude. I'll be- peace out, everyone. Yeah, you're probably going right home after this, right? Yeah, I'll call you after class. I'll be in here studying. So, peace. All right, cool. On the solo dolo. Um, yeah, the body and philosophy takeaway of the week, guys. Real simple. I made a video about this earlier this week, but essentially it just comes down to how do you treat 
yourself and how do you treat other people? We are so hard on ourselves. And this guy's, this is me speaking directly to myself. I am so unbelievably hard on myself. Anybody who's close to me knows that. Unfair. It's unfair how hard I am on myself. I am, and so many of us are so nice to other people. We do not want to make somebody else feel bad, sad, embarrassed, awkward. We're doing whatever we can to be pleasant on a day-to-day basis. We're checking in with people. We're hugging people. We're saying good things to people. We're holding doors. We're doing all of this, right? Acting like how our parents raised us to, to act, right? We're acting virtuous. But on the same token, how do we talk to ourselves? An example is the other day I was in an emotional bind. I don't know what was going on. I do, but, you know, it's just kind of personal. And I said, what the F is wrong with me? I said that. My friend looked at me and said, Reed, would you ever let anybody talk to you that way? I said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, I'm not letting somebody talk to one of my parents' children that way. That's, that's not, no, of course not. Uh, I'm worth way more than that. And I would never talk to anybody else that way either. He said, why are you talking to yourself that way? Why would I do that? Because society just imposes their hand on us. It impo- We all are just beautiful children born into this world. Just imaginative, curious. There's no anxiety. There's no sadness. Right? We're just looking around. We're figuring things out. We can experience sadness, experience anger. and experience, But it's all just experiences. It's not residual, terrible, you know, intrinsic negative feelings around the clock. Right? We're figuring how things work out. Right? We're just imaginative. And then somewhere along the line, we're told by society that we need to do this, and we need to have a job, and we need to work hard, we need to build this, we need to make money. And after so much time, we glorify so many different celebrities and people doing what society says we need to do, aka like life, right? The idea of that, like the, the projection of that is like the ideal. So if we're anything less than that, then we feel like we are less than them. So we are hard on ourselves and we start to mistreat ourselves and we start to say terrible things to ourselves. So something that I have been trying to work on this week and it's been working wonders is any time you catch yourself in those thought patterns, anytime you catch yourself speaking bad to yourself, just try to reinforce the idea of how would you speak to your child? If you had a child, how would you speak to that child? Right? It wouldn't be so negative, so aggressive, right? So intrusive. It would be open. It's delicate. So I just, I invite you guys to go ahead and try it out. I've been trying it out this week too. Just speak to yourself how you deserve to be spoken to. Speak to that inner child that's still within you before society came and jacked everything up. All right, guys, that's all I got for you. I appreciate so much, so deeply you guys listening, man. Just, if you could, please check us out on Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment, leave a review. Share it if you enjoyed it. I appreciate you guys so much. Let me know if you have any questions, comments, or topics that you want us to bring up in the future. That being said, I love you. Go ahead and make it happen this week, okay? Give as many blessings as you receive. Peace.